What's up, everybody? This is Julie with another episode of my favorite episode of today. I have Allie on the show, um, and we are going to be talking about Parks and Recs season three, episode 13, The Fight. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Allie, for coming on. Thank you for having me. This is my first podcasting experience. Very excited (gasps) about it. so (laughs) exciting. Are you nervous at all? I'm a little nervous. Yeah. Yeah, I used to perform, so I feel like the microphone is fine, but like I've never like spoken. I was saying, so like this is different I know. oh you say yeah <laughs> wow we might have to have her sing something oh god it's too early guys <laughs> we can do a duet or something at the end <laughs> Allie so. does not have her own podcast we were just chatting it up mm-hmm. but what Allie does is um she is a wedding planner that's right and that's really exciting for someone like me who is engaged <laughs> and is planning a wedding it's um, fun, but it also sucks. Yeah, it's, <laughs> tough. it's really tough. It's probably amazing to actually have a wedding planner. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about that? For sure. Yeah. So I've been um, doing wedding planning for five years now. Uh, the company started in New York. So I lived there for a while and worked and it's called Polka Dot Events. Um, and we focus mostly on month of coordination. So we've like d- gotten the operations and logistics down of like, okay, you guys book your own vendors. We're going to come in at the end and make sure everything's perfect and then run the day for you. So awesome. we also do planning and everything but our month of is really like where where we thrive and we have a bunch of girls who run weddings too and it's it's really cool awesome awesome love it so if you are listening and you are engaged um, or hoping that you get engaged soon, <laughs> like I was, reach uh, out to Allie. What was the company name again? Polka Dot Events. Polka Dot Events. Yeah. Check it out, everybody. So into the episode, I have never watched the show Parks and Recs, which is very odd because I'm a huge Office fan. Some people say that you like both. I think I heard before that some people like The Office and some mm. people don't like Parks and Recs. When I was watching this specific episode, I was picking up on a lot of the office vibes. Yeah, it's very so it kind of surprises filmed. me that some people don't like it. I think and prefer people one like or the other. that love the office. They're like, this was the original. This is it. There right. is no other show like this. I personally love both. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with it at all. But I think a lot of like real diehard office fans are like, how dare you even try? Yeah. Right, you know, exactly. or like it's too similar and I'm not into watching another show that's too similar because they both have the vibes of like the boss that's like quirky and a little weird. Uh, Parks and Rec is just much less like, like cringy, awkward. Like The Office, that's how I felt all the time with Michael Scott. You were like, oh, God, why are you doing that? And with Parks and Rec, it's more like she's cute and funny. And like yeah, Amy Poehler's just wonderful. I know those stands, as they call them in 2019, <laughs> which <laughs> I the just, kids call them, the which I just found out what that means. And it's like when you're like a diehard fan of something, mm-hmm. but it came from the Eminem song Stan, Did which I think. Really? Yeah. So I think that's really funny <laughs> because it's so true with like anything even like with like certain shows like people get so angry if you don't have the same opinion of them yes like those taylor swift fucking stands stands of taylor swift oh they're nuts they are crazy yeah yeah i will not say my opinion of her but producer matt knows and i'm just i'm not letting the stands come to me so we're gonna move on (laughs) to the well i would just like to point out for anyone who doesn't know taylor swift is from bluebell pennsylvania so the fact that everybody who's like she's a country star it's like i'm sorry what (laughs) (laughs) no 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 (laughs) i am also a country star from pennsylvania (laughs) So let's get into the episode. Why is uh, Parks and Rec your favorite show? 
Okay, that's give a, a little great question. About yes. The show. So, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Parks and Rec is about employees in Pawnee, which is a, a it's a real city in other places, but it's a fake city in Indiana. So they made it up, but it's basically just like small town, Midwest bureaucratic. Like they're working in the Parks and Recreation Department, so trying to get anything done, even in a small town with small smaller government. Like the whole point is that you can't get anything done. The whole first season, she's just trying to get a park built, and they cannot do it. And you think it's like something so simple, but it just it's not how government works and so that's kind of how the show starts and then it really just goes into the depth of friendships between these people and the relationships and how that affects all of their lives <laughs> and uh and that's just really I think what makes people love it so much because even people who are like on the coasts and we don't really know midwestern life we relate so much to those friendships and everything and so besides the fact that it's absolutely hilarious like I just love any show that really like looks at characters and watches characters grow and it, it did a really great job of like growing without trying to change people too much I feel like when some shows get into like five or six seasons they're like okay we have to continue to be funny so this character kind of has to change or like they just did a really good job of here's how people grow in their lives and people move and people leave and then they come back and it's just it's a really really good job of that like arc of all the characters yeah definitely and why is this specific episode your favorite episode well I mean you've watched it so (laughs) it's like every moment there is something else to laugh at and I just it's the introduction of Janet Snakehole it's a fight between Leslie and Anne which you never see and it's just like this beautiful woman friendship that like I feel like doesn't get written well on TV ever it's like people who are like friends as women are always like perfectly friends on TV or they like fight all the time or it's like this weird like kind of misogynistic look at it and Leslie and Anne are just perfect like they have this fight then they apologize and it's just like this beautiful look at these two women and I really appreciate that but more importantly it's the snake juice episode (laughs) where everybody gets wasted and it's the funniest thing anyone has ever seen and just like Ron being wasted and everyone be, I'm sure we'll get into the that montage which is the greatest thing that's ever happened on TV um, that's really why that, yeah, that this, drunken this scene. episode was pretty hilarious and you just get like kind of a feel from someone that hasn't ever seen the show of like what each person is kind of all about yeah. and like their different like personalities so um, definitely had me laughing the whole time which yes. is always a positive thing when you're into the show that you're watching um, and it kind of made me definitely want to start watching it it's been on my list of shows to watch yeah. for a very long time um, that must happen all the time my, with this podcast you're like well now I need to watch this and where when am I gonna find time exactly <laughs> because before even this podcast I had a list of shows that I wanted to watch yeah um and stuff just sits like you never have time I feel like especially as an adult to Mm -hmm. sit down and just like binge stuff yeah um like you did when you were in college and you had like a job at a restaurant it was just a lot (laughs) easier to do stuff like that was this show recorded the same time as The Office or was it after it started I believe and Matt you might know better than me on the years but I believe it started during The Office like nearing the end of The Office time okay because so Anne is Karen on The Office. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was after that. Okay. Yeah. So Karen leaves to join Parks and Recs and become Anne. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> That's basically what happened. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was one of my questions for you. Were, were they airing around the same time? Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that makes sense of why she leaves the office so I think so Rashida Jones is Quincy Jones's daughter so she has like this other crazy career like she's done backup vocals for a lot of like really great um, musicians I think she was in a Michael Jackson video a long time ago like she's got this crazy other life and I was actually listening to um, another podcast there's a new one with Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman called In Bed with Nick and Megan and uh, and they were talking with Retta who plays Donna and so they were just chatting about the show and Parks and Rec and how it changed all of their lives which is another reason I love the show so much they all still 
still have a group chat. Like all of the cast oh, are like best awesome. friends that's and awesome. you like, you can hear about it as, you know, a lay person. Um, like they're just their friendship, but they were chatting about how Rashida Jones would just be off on like press things all the time while filming. So I think in between the office and parks and rec, she probably had other stuff that she was doing. Yeah. Producer Matt just passed information along that it debuted during the season five okay. of the office. Yeah. So uh, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. When the office started. <laughs> You're going to make people angry. Thing. I know. Although, no, The Office is one of my favorite shows, honestly. I just think that I, I, feel, I feel like a lot of people agree with it. Started out like really, really strong. And then when Michael leaves, it's kind of tough to get through. But I still watched it. I still yeah. loved it. Still supported Jim and Pam to the end. And I cried at the series finale. Yeah. But we're not talking about The Office. I think a lot of people <laughs> did. Yeah. So I watched the episode you watched the episode, mm-hmm. producer Matt watched the episode, but we can't guarantee that all of our listeners watch right. the episode. So yes. can you give a quick summary of what the episode is about? Yes. Just so everyone can kind of um, get an idea of what we're talking about before we jump in. Yeah. So the main thing that people remember this episode for is Tom Haverford, who is Aziz Ansari. He has this, he has like stake in a club um, and he invents this liquor snake juice and he wants to get everybody to come to his party and buy snake juice so that he actually like makes money and so the manager of the bar doesn't like flip out at him basically so he tries to get all of the employees to come and so he has this moment with them in the office where he's like training them on how to talk about snake juice and it's you know it's it's uh, I forget the words he says I should have written this down I did not um but he's like trying to get them to talk it up and make it make it sell and Ron Swanson is like I only have given my endorsement to three products ever I might have written these down it was hysterical it's like army knives is basically Ron Swanson's like what he will endorse (laughs) right and uh oh it was mustache trimmers it was army grade mustache clipper it's it's incredible but anyway so he he's like I'm not doing this like I'm gonna go but I won't talk it up and I'm not going to drink it or whatever um and so all of them show up at the club and start drinking snake juice and of course it gets all of them completely wasted and Anne and Leslie have a fight and uh and April and Andy do role play and Burt Macklin comes in I think for the second or third time and then Janet Snakehole is really introduced I did some research so Janet Snakehole's name comes up in an earlier episode but this was like her first outing in her her outfit that is now iconic and I wore it for Halloween last year oh that's amazing Uh (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, and so they all, like, they're doing their role play and getting really drunk. And then Leslie and Anne are fighting. And Ron, like, tries it and then decides, like, oh, my God, it is amazing. And so he gets wasted as well. And everybody is wasted except for Donna. And she drives them all home. And, and so that's the main thing people remember the episode for is, like, all of the, the drunken shenanigans at, at the club. Yeah. The snake juice kind of reminded me of, um, like, how jungle juice is at a yeah. party, right? Yeah. So, like, in college, I feel like anyone who partied in college or high school – Sadly to admit that I definitely drank it in high school. It's so probably really dangerous, but similar to Jungle Juice where it's like all this alcohol mixed together, yes. but then so much of like a sugary juice that you can't even taste the alcohol yeah. in it. Um, and it just goes down really easy. And then next thing you know, you're absolutely bombed. And yeah. <laughs> I think it also reminded me kind of like a Four loco, like when that was... <laughs> The four those were those nights like when everybody was just like it was the the caffeine that they had in it plus all the alcohol everybody was a mess I should so. have been sponsored by four loco I think <laughs> I was like the number one four loco really? supporter yes <laughs> that because when I was in high school and college I didn't well I was actually more high school because then they got like banned yeah and they remade mm-hmm. them but uh, I wasn't a beer drinker and I think that's because you know when you're in high school you can only afford like natty light which yeah who enjoys drinking that uh, <laughs> I 
drank it, but it's right. not good. Didn't we all? Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Not- <laughs> so, um, yeah, I always would get a can of Four loco, and that's all I needed. Yeah. To get- <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know that, that I ever got through more than half of one without like blacking out. Yeah. Sorry, mom. I'm like, yeah. no, it's, it was bad. I know it's true. I chugged one before a John Mayer concert, and uh, <laughs> it was not pretty. <laughs> I threw up everywhere and yeah. peed myself. Anyways, that on. sounds like a Four loco night. <laughs> I'm fun. Moving on. <laughs> so we kind of talked about this before we started recording, but I was a huge fan of Tommy's speech about being Dunzo yes. and uh, the definition of the word. So producer Matt, can you play the clip? Meeting in one hour. If you don't make it, you're on my Dunzo list. Oh, what's a Dunzo list? It means you and I are Dunzo. Hanging out, getting food together. Dunzo. You want to come over to my house and play video games? Dunzo. Hey, Tom, you want to come play putt-putt with me? No, we're Dunzo. Babe, we got to make that meeting. Uh, amazing. I mean, that's like me. Like, <laughs> it's like I, I would say something like that and then explain to someone what it means so they right. understand how serious I am about it. Yes. And I would give that speech. I actually kind of want to memorize it myself and say it whenever I want someone to know how serious I am about us being done, though. Yeah. And I think the best part of that, too, is like Andy right after going, babe, we have to go to that meeting. <laughs> like he's like terrified. Right. Of being on the done <laughs> Exactly. Who would want to be on that? I'm telling you. <laughs> And um, I also loved when they're reading through the script that Tommy wrote yes. about the product. Mm-hmm. And he's like giving everyone names like, you're yes. this person, beer drinker one. Yeah. And then I forget the guy's name that he gets to, but he keeps his name the same. Yes. Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jerry, you're Jerry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Ron Swan- Swanson, Swanson. Swanson yeah. Yeah. is reading the script. <laughs> and the one part I wrote it down was like, he's like, reading like a robot and he's like I want this night to get crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> and Tom is like crazy <laughs> it's amazing it's, yeah it's good stuff we get to a scene where it is um Leslie and Ben Ben yes and they're in Ron uh, they're in Rob Lowe's office mm-hmm. who is Rob Lowe compared to because like in my head I think and I could be way off but just mm-hmm. from like being an outsider and not really watching the show but seeing stuff about it I always mm-hmm. took Ron as like the Michael Scott like the main boss okay and then I didn't know who Rob right was. like I was like he so, kind of looks like a boss so yeah I don't so know. he's like the city manager at this point I believe or something like that so he's above everybody else okay. so he's like all of their bosses and this is the only thing after watching it so many times because I've, I've tried to show so many of my friends this show that I've seen like this season especially like a ton I I don't really understand why Leslie is involved in any of this yeah. because so uh, like Rob Lowe was like in charge and then Ben is basically his like accounting arm at this point in the show. They kind of like, you know, move around and get promotions or whatever later. But at this point, Ben is the one to go in and say like, you need to save money as a department. Like here's where we're going to cut or whatever. So it makes sense that the two of them, and this is another subplot for anyone who hasn't seen it that is amazing. The director of public relations for the health department puts up signs all over town about his wife who cheated on him and got chlamydia which is hysterical and so they're trying to find a new uh, public relations director for the health department so Leslie of course is like oh Anne should do it because Anne is a nurse and she's looking for a way to like get out of the hospital I guess or maybe Leslie just thinks that she is and uh, and so anyway so Leslie and Ben are looking for a new PR director but it makes no sense to me that Leslie as like the parks and recreation person is involved in this it's you know it's great for plot but it really makes no sense sense, otherwise I know I love the like 
ad that Rob Lowe's reading about. Yes. About uh, is it Jan? Jan. Jan. Yes. And her chlamydia. Yeah. Him reading that. It's, it's He's got hilarious. like a bunch of different ones. And there's like Jan is the worst. Yeah. All 100% of Jans have chlamydia. It is, yeah. That was the one that like I loved. 100% of the Jans last have chlamydia. One, the last one when he's like, I'm so sorry, Jan. I know I am not blameless in this. Please come back. Like it's just. It's so good. It's so good. I think just from me watching this episode, Tommy is like automatically my favorite character. Okay. Like I think he's hilarious. And I think it's because like I feel like I can almost like relate to him. You're an entrepreneur in that way. No. (laughs) Just like the the stupidness of him is just like I felt it. I felt it on like a spiritual basis. Yeah. Yeah. So Tommy was easily my favorite character. Okay. um, Which is Aziz. Mm -hmm. What's I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For those of you who don't know who Tommy is, the way we're talking about it, I'm really bad at actors names, obviously. So I try (laughs) to not get into that. Um, But yeah, I thought he was hilarious. Who is your favorite character? That's, I mean, it's one of, it's funny that you say that because this episode is also not the introduction of, but one of the best, in my opinion, episodes of John Ralphio, who is like, just, he is so funny. And every time he comes on the screen, I, I just die. And I think that his character, not that it's my favorite on the show, but I think that he's, his appearances are just the best. So like in this episode, he's coming in and like making up rhymes about people's names and then adding a random word at the end. I'm trying to see if I can remember one for you guys, but it's like, so Ron Swanson comes up and he's like, yo, can I make up a rap about your name? And he's like, okay. And he's like, R to the O to the N and N. Swanson's got swagger, like the big Ben clock. Yeah. And Tom is like, just stop just stop at Big Ben he's like I know I know what I have to do I know (laughs) I know I I actually put down on a note that I put guy hitting on Leslie at the bar obnoxiously hilarious it's so funny he's he's great and then I also wrote in my notes uh when he says this sniz is straight up delicious (laughs) it's like it's like like what? It's perfect. Yeah. He's perfect. He's just like super obnoxious, but yeah. in a like very hilarious way. So it's not like when he's on, you're like, oh God, this guy right. again. Like he's I hilarious. think some people are like that. I disagree mm. with them yeah, wholeheartedly, I d- I but I, I yes. have heard some people are like, oh, John Ralphio, but he's great. And then later they introduce his sister, who's Jenny Slate. It's wonderful. So that's just, yeah, yeah the Saperstein family is incredible. Yeah. I, th- I loved him. I, <laughs> that was, that's actually funny that you got into that because that was one of my notes too. Yeah, was I, he just, was just hilarious. I literally have it in all caps. Like John Ralphio. <laughs> I had a, another because I of course have this literally is my favorite show I brought into all aspects of my life I had a birthday party a few years ago where I made like a bar scavenger hunt for my friends mm-hmm. um, oh, and one of the things we had to do we were in teams and at one of the bars we went to we all had to speak only in John Ralphio quotes and now I know that my friends don't know this show like I do so I then printed up a full page of acceptable like John Ralphio oh, quotes that so you could good. say at the bar but of course the only things you can order were like crown royal like because that's all he drinks right. Right, right. And nobody Ooh. knows what snake juice is. So it was like anybody who wanted a drink at the bar would have to either just like point or say Ooh. like, yeah, it was. Uh, it That's was, hilarious. So yeah. That sounds like a good time. It was. It was really fun. It's really fun. I need to do something like that. <laughs> I don't know what show I would pick, though. Producer Matt said The Office, obviously, for those of you who didn't hear. He always says before episodes that he's not going to talk and then he talks. <laughs> <laughs> He loves the spotlight. <laughs> Another really funny part, in my opinion, is when I forget who says it. It might be Donna, mm-hmm. but someone makes a comment about how everyone's wasted. Yeah. And then they each get interviewed when yes. they're wasted. Yeah. And they're all just saying like the craziest stuff ever. Mm-hmm. And it's like cracking me up. And then Anne's like, this bitch over here and the girl's like just looking <laughs> at her. The bar. And she's just like, what? They've had what zero interaction the entire night. Yes. 
And it's just, it's so good. It's one of those moments where like, it's so stupid, but it also, again, you just get this like glimpse into all of their characters that you don't see otherwise, Mm -hmm. which of course is what happens when we all get drunk anyway. We like, you know, your true selves are pretty much revealed, but like you get to see Andy singing, which is one of my favorite like random plot points throughout this show. He has a band and, and, but he's like, he, Chris Pratt has this really great voice for like weird rock. Mm -hmm. Like it sounds like he should be in Creed or I was just going to say when he first started singing, I thought he was like, pretending to be the singer yeah. from Creed but that's like... what he does and so in his band too throughout the show he has like these songs yeah. and uh, and so he always he, that's how he sings and he's very good at it and it's yeah, hysterical no, he, was, he was really good yeah he and then really April um, is only speaking in Spanish which of course Aubrey Plaza is is I believe half Hispanic or something yeah. like that so she speaks Spanish but you don't think of April Ludgate like that and then all of a sudden she's there and you're just like oh okay maybe yeah. in the show there's also she's some going Spanish off there. in Spanish no one knows yeah. what she's saying and then Leslie comes in and and she's like, and I didn't even say one thing. And we didn't even say one thing. And it's like, okay, yeah, she's fighting. And then Tom comes in too. And he's like, I just, when I walk into a room, it, I'm like an elephant. I'm just there. And then Ben goes, Baba Booey, which I still don't get. And I probably should have Googled because I'm sure yeah. that's a reference to something else, but I don't know. I know. And he said that. I was like, I don't. I oh, don't. Producer Matt knows. Apparently a Howard Stern thing. And it was big in the 90s. And Ben's character is very into the 90s, which we see a lot later as he like wears T-shirts or like letters to Cleo or things like that. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. So that makes sense that he would uh, drunkenly quote a Howard Stern meme i guess well we saw that mystery because when he said that i was like oh i don't know what that means but it was funny i just didn't get it (laughs) no i thought it was like something from the show that Mm -hmm. like i just didn't get because i don't watch the show yeah but it did make me feel good that you didn't get it either no idea and again i've seen it like 12 times and i've never thought to look it up i was just like yeah all right this is a thing that i don't get so flash forward they're all back the next day at work Mm -hmm. everyone is like deathly hungover um Leslie's like laying on her floor under mm-hmm. her desk um, when Ben, you said his name was, walks yeah, in. Yeah. Ron comes in with a bunch of cheeseburgers for everyone. And Ron is fine. Yeah, Ron, Ron was also yeah, wasted. Ron and we didn't even mention fine. him dancing with Janet's oh, yes. hat, which is the best part of that montage. <laughs> just like just, Ron, you never see him happy. Yeah. And he's all of a sudden dancing with like a sparkly hat. Oh, and, that was amazing. Yeah. That was good. But oh, yes, yes, he's fine the next morning because yeah, so he apparently knows how to take care yeah, of himself. He, so he's totally fine the next morning. Everyone's dying. He puts cheeseburgers on the table mm-hmm. and nobody bites. See, if that was me and I was waste, <laughs> uh, like hungover and someone put a cheeseburger in front of me, I would tear that shit up. Yeah. yeah. Like every time I, I'm really hungover, I go to like McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, something to just suck that yeah. shit up. And he explains it. He's like the protein helps and the grease helps in a way that I'm like, I, I don't know if this is real, but, yeah, but I'm going to tell it myself is. it is. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, everyone's dying. Yeah. Leslie is still very upset about her fight with Anne. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So because Ben obviously loves Leslie, you can kind of see that a little bit in this episode. Yeah, spoiler Um, alert, but they're not together yet at this point in the show. I, I assume everybody knows at this point that they get together. It's a whole thing throughout. But it's, yeah. I assumed. Is, I didn't know, but is, I yeah, assumed. So. This is the beginning of that. Like that's And that's another thing with this show that's so wonderful is that they actually have this really healthy relationship, which again, you don't see on TV because when producers are trying to get things to like keep getting ratings, they like have fights or they break up or whatever. These two, they take a while to get together. But once they are, it's like just this actually healthy relationship, which is wonderful. But this is the beginning of that where they're not really allowed to be together because he's technically her boss. Got it. Yeah. Got it. But they okay. clearly like each other yes. and are flirting and it's very yes. cute. So they're clearly like super into each other. He mm-hmm. sees how upset that 
Leslie is. So he goes over to Anne's house. Yeah. Now this scene like cracked me up. So <laughs> she answers the door and she's looking wrecked and she's in like a snow suit outfit. Yes. And he's like, why are you in a snowsuit outfit? And she's like, I got home last night and thought I might go sledding. Yeah. And then like it flashes forward outside and it's like a beautiful 80 degree. Day. Yeah. Like the grass is like super green. And he like looks outside and yeah. then just like looks back <laughs> inside at her. I love that part. I was cracking up. Um, but basically, you know, he chats with her and he expresses how upset Leslie is. Mm -hmm. Um, and she says, like, I can't believe the way I was to her. Mm -hmm. She has a lot of guilt going on. Um, so then it gets to the part where they're interviewing. Yeah. Now I was a manager at one point, um, hated interviewing, hated, mm -hmm. just hated the whole thing. Was not into the manager <laughs> life. I did not like it at all. But the one thing that I like felt that and actually never happened to me, but if I did, is interviewing hungover, mm. like deathly hungover. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a terrible yes. time. Yes. So they're interviewing for this role. They're like dying, but they're <laughs> holding it together. The interviews are probably horrible on their end of yeah. like stuff that they were asking. Anne comes in, saves, you know, the day almost, I guess we could say. Yeah. Um, because Leslie didn't think that she wanted the job or that she was going to show up. Right. So she shows up. They become friends again, yeah. and all is good in Leslie and Anne's relationship. Yeah. Well, it's funny with two things on this that I just realized this last time watching the episode. Number one, they said her interview was at 9 a.m., right? And so when did Leslie and Ben get into this office that he had time between then to go to her house, convince her to come, and then be there by True. 9 for this interview? Unless like, did they get late. into work at 6 a.m.? Or Yeah, maybe. or was she late? But then, like, Leslie still seemed surprised. She was like, you came? So, like, I, I, I'm under the impression that she came on time. I have yeah. no idea. I just thought that was hysterical. And I was thinking about this. I was like, wait a minute. Is this, like, Yeah, I mean, I guess we can either... <laughs> yeah, I guess we can either assume that they get to work at, like, 7, oh. which is not unrealistic. Some people do. I get to work at 7 30 wow. so yeah so maybe the office was open at seven or maybe. i mean again Anne was looking pretty wrecked right when he came over so i could also assume that she was late and they yeah. were wrapping up interviews and she was the last one to walk in yes that's definitely so i possible. guess you know or yeah. Parks and Rec really didn't think about it. and Right. They might not. Have. I mean, that's a very, like, minute thing to be like, okay, let's, how long does it take to drive from City Hall to Anne's house exactly. and, like, yeah, and chat exactly. with her there? Yeah. No, it's just, uh, it was just one of those things I noticed. Like, oh, God. Especially, I mean, more after a night of drinking. Like, no wonder they're all yes. so hungover if they have to get to work at 7 a.m. Exactly. Oh, brutal. I mean, yeah. at that point, you're probably still drunk, if we're being honest. Yeah. So, we started a new segment on the show of um, when I watch a show where the show is no longer airing mm -hmm. we like to talk about where the cast is now mm. so I found this article yeah I used to take notes and write them down but then I was like why would I do that when I have my phone and I can just read directly <laughs> off the article so it's kind of a lazy thing but oh well so Leslie is played by Amy Poehler mm -hmm. um Amy's still out there thriving yeah I mean it's not like anyone's wondering where Amy is okay no. but just for you know shits and giggles I guess we can uh, talk about that she was the voice of Joy mm -hmm. and in Inside Out that's right which Great movie. It's beautiful. Great movie. Um, she is one of the creators of the Netflix 2019 series Russian Doll. Yes. Yes, she is. Yeah. With Natasha Leone, another incredible series. Yeah. So I've never heard of that. Oh, it's is it good? amazing. Yeah. It's really cool because it's uh, it's 
kind of like weird fantasy ish, but like very much based in real life. And like, it's also kind of based on video games. So for anybody who loves video games, it's a really cool show to watch. I am not a video game person, but the idea is that she keeps dying and coming back to life. Okay. And so like, it's kind of like a video game and that you get to start from that same point. Um, and she has to figure out why this is happening and how to stop it. But it's incredible. She's an incredible actress. Amy is clearly a great producer. Like it's, uh, yeah. Uh, Oh, I highly recommend that show okay. too. <laughs> okay, good to know. So Ron, played by Nick Offerman. Yep. It says, Nick didn't have to change much about himself to portray Ron, no. seeing as his love of carpentry was mm-hmm. more about him and less about his character. Since the show ended, he appeared in more than a dozen films and stars in Three Below and Making It, which he co-hosts yes, with, with Amy, Amy. Poehler. So yeah. they're still tight, yeah. which I love to see. Like the office also like how you were saying they're all in a group chat together. Yeah. The office they all um, play fantasy football together. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's and, like, so nice. Um, the actor that plays Dwight, why can't I think of his name? Ray Wilson. Mm-hmm. His team. Um, it was called like Love Ertz <laughs> last year, <laughs> and I don't know if Matt if you get that, but Ertz is a football player on the Eagles. You get it. He <laughs> <laughs> gave me a thumbs up. He gets it. So you just gotta check. You know, sometimes you just whatever Chris Pratt is mm-hmm. still you know again like Amy thriving tragedy of him getting divorced yeah but he's remarried now yeah I know it's bullshit well okay I mean I agree but also here's the thing with Chris Pratt I think he's phenomenal I think he was great in everything he did and like it's great that Parks and Rec kind of I think helped boost that career like Jurassic Park like oh my god but he's so religious Mm-hmm. And I just find that like for somebody who's so good at comedy, I, I know that they don't necessarily like, you know, fight, but I feel like, I don't know. It just seems odd to me. Like, yeah. I feel like people who are really super religious, maybe like can't be that funny because they're worried about it being wrong in some way. I don't know. I just like, mm-hmm. I'm like, th- it's amazing to me that he's got this like dual side to his personality. Yeah, he was married to Anna. Um, Ferris. Ferris yeah. 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 And I actually love them together. I think that's yeah. why I think it's bullshit. And they have a that kid that's so cute. I know. So I, I mean, Good for you, Chris. You got remarried, whatever. I just was really into yeah. your first marriage. So I'm sorry. But <laughs> so Chris Pratt, um, we're just telling you now, you should divorce Catherine Schwarzenegger. And get back with Anna. Because <laughs> I know you're listening to this podcast. Um, but yeah, as you said, he uh, was in Jurassic Park, which I actually really liked. And then he also played the voice of Emmett in the Lego movie. Yes. Which haven't seen that either. And Guardians of the Galaxy, we have to mention. Right, and that wasn't on here. <laughs> which is this really article surprising. Is <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so anything that's not on this article, you can just chime in at any time. I, of, I any, got you. Any facts I just, that you know. <laughs> no way too much about this cast. <laughs> so April, uh, who is played by Aubrey Plaza. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has worked in film with a dozen different roles, including Lenore and Dirty Grandpa. Which that's where I recognized her. I couldn't yeah. think of how I, I knew her from stuff, which I'm, I know she's in a lot of stuff, but yeah. that's definitely the one that, yeah. She's like the queen of raunchy comedies. Like, <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, who doesn't love a good raunchy comedy? And she also played Karen Bearclay in the remake of Child's Play. She plays Lenny Busker on Legion and has appeared in numerous television series, including Drunk History and Criminal Minds. <laughs> trying to skip over of like people that we wouldn't it's hard because i feel like a lot of this cast is still famous and doing yeah they do a lot like and it's it's one of those things like where you know adam scott was in big little lies on hbo with reese witherspoon and then tom haverford is he's on sorry is a comic and so he's continually doing stand-up and netflix specials like everybody just has their own thing that it kind of seems like not that they haven't you know been 
um, catapulted in the way that I think Chris Pratt really was by this show, but they they still do very well in their own rights. Retta, who was Donna, now has a, a comedy, which I haven't seen, a sitcom um Good Girls, I think that's what it's called, with the they're all moms who like start robbing banks and stuff. Yep. But like they're all just they're yeah. doing really well. It's just maybe not to the level that like I felt like all of them should have been. Right, right. Yeah, I guess I'll finish it off with uh we'll do where Jerry is because I feel like he was at least in this episode kind of minor. He wasn't yeah. really like in in as much and we'll do Donna and then we'll finish it off there because number one is Rob Lowe and everyone knows that he's still hot as shit and, you know, living the dream. <laughs> so Jerry, who is played by Jim O'Hare. Mm-hmm. He has been working in Hollywood since 1987, (laughs) and after the show ended, he appeared in a dozen films and television series, including Superior Donuts, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and Bill Nye Saves the World. Fun fact. Yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is another fabulous show for anyone who hasn't watched it. Um, It's a similar sitcom about like friendship and just wonderful, wonderful Andy Samberg. It's great. Yeah. (laughs) And then Donna... Is her name just Retta? Yeah, I mean, she obviously has a full name, but her whole career, she's just gone by Retta. Yeah, I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Anyway. She also started as a stand-up comic and then got into TV. So Donna, who is played by Retta, <laughs> no less. <laughs> I'm really bothered by this, if you can't tell. Uh, she continued to work up, uh, work as stand-up as a stand-up comedian, as well as an actress in numerous films and TV series. She played Barbara on Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce for a bunch of episodes, plays Ruby Hill on Good Girls, um, and was cast to play Mrs. Malinke on Pinky Malinke, which was released in January 2019. Hmm. I don't even know what that is. No idea what that is. Um, but good for her. Yeah. So this cast, uh, compared to, I think we've only done this segment maybe once or twice since we decided that we were going to start doing it on the older shows it seems like a lot of them are really popular still and we know where a majority of them are I think the whole the fun part about this is the ones where you know they're older shows and you're like dude like for instance not to keep referencing the office but like (laughs) the office is like where's Creed yeah what's Creed doing and Creed is still Creed in real life and he's doing stuff but no one knows because he's under the radar yeah but I guess Parks and Rex wins the battle of still being very successful in their cast compared to The Office. Yeah, it is funny because even with The Office, like you look at like Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey, is that her last mm-hmm. name? Like they have a they have a podcast, yep. which is wonderful. But like it, you haven't seen them in a ton of other things. It's like for some reason The Office was so like prolific in their lives that like yep. maybe it's hard to get cast as something else or move on or whatever but it is or maybe they killed it so much financially that they don't have to work again it's syndicated forever so they're definitely just going to keep getting those checks which is great um but yeah it's definitely interesting to like where where are you guys like what's going on there was a moment when Chris Traeger who is Rob Lowe says to Aziz Ansari or Tom Haverford he has to give up his shares in the snake hole because government employees can't use their position to enhance their wealth (laughs) yeah and I was like, oh, <laughs> big yikes. It's uh, December 2019. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny when stuff like that comes up in shows, but you watch it and like present and you're like, yeah, I don't <laughs> think you would have got away with that one. Right. Or like even like if they did say it now, it would be so pointed. And yeah. then it was just it's just a rule. Like yeah. it was so like harmless. And now you watch it and you're like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big, big yikes. Yeah. Well, that about wraps it up. Thank you so much, Allie, for joining thank us you for today. Me. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening and tune in for another episode next week.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 